0: 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. I can't, I can't write I no, you
1: ain't. nothing.
0: I
2: ain't letting him write. I ain't getting
0: no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show.
2: I don't get
3: no interview. I know. I'm good.
0: Ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon never drop drops on a rap page Bubbles popping up Before you know it There's rubble in the office, We'll be pushing it up Somebody say you Yeah, yeah. the way here
2: yeah, yeah.
4: Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Today on the radio show, we got a busy day today. We got uh, John Filippo is the uh, new coach of the uh, Memphis Showboat. You know how many, you have any idea, I was looking at, like, the, the, how many jobs he has had? He's 45 years old. He is 45 years old, is John Filippo. 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 They call him Coach Flip. Uh... So he's like still a relatively youngish yeah. guy. Since graduating from college, this is his uh, fill in the blank here because you got we got right of the right trivia. So we're gonna mm. we're going you're gonna this yeah. is, warms you up. This is your uh, this is his blank job. So since graduating from college, I'm gonna say it's his twentieth.
2: That's impressive. That's impressive. Fifteenth. Okay. I mean, it's just unbelievable. No, I mean that is that 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 profession. It's crazy.
4: Here it is, Fordham. Like, I'm not even going to give you what jobs it was. Yeah. It was Fordham, then Notre Dame under Bob Davy and Tyrone Willingham. Both. He, he, I will say he he tends to stay under coaches when the coaches get fired. Mm-hmm. That's happened before. Um, Columbia under Bob Shoup, uh, the Giants under Coughlin, the Raiders under Kiffin, and then Tom Cable. The Ra- uh, the Jets under Rex Ryan, San Jose State Mike McIntyre, the Raiders under Dennis Allen and then Tony Sperano. the Browns other other Mike Pettin. Patton Patton that guy former Bills defensive how, coordinator. How could you forget? Yeah, right. You're right. So sorry. Uh, I don't know who was the head coach at all these other places. The Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl.
2: He was on. He was yeah. He, he was, was under, a QB coach. Uh, He's got a Super Bowl ring. Dougie
4: P. And then he was the OC for the Vikings and the Jags, and then for the Bears under Matt Nagy, and then the New Orleans Breakers last year. This is his 15th job. He grew up, his father was Gene DeFilippo, who was a football coach in AD. And so growing up, he lived, and when his dad worked at Youngstown State, Vanderbilt, Spartanburg, Kentucky. And Villanova. So I was I was trying
2: to think. of so like, like, like He a, has like, well, never stayed more than one place for more than 37 minutes. But as you were naming this, I was trying to think if there's a link. So I wonder if at Vanderbilt, because you said he was at San Jose State. I wonder if at Vanderbilt, Mike McIntyre played no, at Vandy. It was, oh, well, it was his, his dad. I know, but so I'm his saying dad his dad. Could've... But I'm wondering if that's – like because a lot of times it's like connections. Because there's obviously some Parcells, Disciples, or like – Disciples of Disciples of Parcells that are involved in right, that as exactly. well. People know people, whatever. So um,
4: in high school, he, he, he went to high school in Philadelphia. He was at uh, Villanova. His dad was at Villanova. He went to Radnor High School. I'm not familiar with Radnor High School. In his first start as quarterback, the team, he went to James Madison's where he played. And, uh, that, well after Rip. I, I looked, uh, you know, I was trying to see what the, what the whatever connection was. Anyway, at Radnor High School, his first start— his team ended a 34-game losing streak. So uh, He's
2: just a winner. The guy's a born winner. I mean, you look He's at that like that. You, like
4: that, you that. can put him anywhere. Exactly. You can just play at him anywhere. System winner. And and he is a uh, he is a winner. Anyway, we're going to talk to John De Filippo. 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 <laughs> um, we'll talk to him in the next segment. And uh, then Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at... 10 o'clock, and then we're going to play, for the first time in 2024, New Year, swiped clean, um, writer, then write trivia. How you feeling about
2: this, Jeffrey? Not great, because a lot great. of my, my prep sites were uh, off until oh. about yesterday. Oh, no. A lot of, lot, uh, oh, kids, made, kids, apparently these prep sites, if kids aren't back in school, they're not back in work. <sighs> not here. So, not at 92.9. Uh, that is the lineup. For
4: today, I got some bad news Uh um, last night. Remember my whole strategy for the
2: Bills this week? Yeah, actually, because Aaliyah, Aaliyah was like, "So wait, explain it to me." I go, "It's very simple. If Sunday night is win or go home, I'm going to a movie. He's going to a movie. But if he knows, sadly, sadly, the plan has
4: been interrupted. Oh no, because Monday I'm getting a colonoscopy, Mm. and so so you can't go to the. I will uh, not be at a movie theater Sunday night. You can that still is, watch a movie. Just that not is going not to a movie. where yeah. you will be mm-hmm. if you are preparing for a
2: colonoscopy, uh, or you could just trust yourself. You can't. Th- no, th- I you mean, I, I would not be able you to. You take
4: drugs that require that cause you not to trust yourself. You'll get there some at some point. This, by the way, uh, is um, is in 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 part in memory of my good friend Jennifer Biggs, uh, who died of colon cancer last year, and um, would. Urge everyone to get a colonoscopy. I know Brad has already done it recently, honestly, and um, whatever. At some at some point, I think they now say you get your first one at forty five. If you just uh, uh, used to be fifty, um, I'm sure it also so th- has to do with this this whether Whether not oh, now there's covers. history yeah. and all, the, yeah, and also you whatever. But if you just routine, I think it's every ten years. At some point, this is my uh, second one. So, uh, but anyway, so um, <laughs> congratulations. Thanks very much for that. Um, all right. Listen, I'd rather talk about a colonoscopy than that game last night. That was my theory. Some are
2: saying that it's the same thing. Some
4: are saying it is the same thing. I think you can make an argument that it was I mean, this is, maybe maybe this is a thin argument. What if I make the argument it was in fact the most depressing game of the year? Because Basically, everyone who's going to be healthy is healthy. Not Vince, but whatever. Basically, everyone who's going to be healthy is healthy. This was their full lineup. They are, quote unquote, making their, making their playoff, play in push. They are at home against a team that is going into the game seven games under 500. And you've got Ja, Dez, Jaron all scoring 20 or more points. First time, first time ever. They first didn't First time ever. That, and you freaking lose the game. And let's be honest, although they made a gallant, I guess, whatever. The final
2: score was closer than the game. They,
4: they, they, they got to six or whatever and had some threes. that. But if you were on the other side, you were never really worried. and um, And you're losing to a reconstituted... Toronto Raptors team at home you don't even get your freaking fourth win at home of the season you're stuck at three and now you're off on a West Coast road trip I I don't know like I how about the argument this was the most depressing game
2: of the season so I think for that to be true you had to really buy into the narrative of this team is going to be competitive like you're you had to buy into the narrative of they're gonna at the minimum, like basically be in the play-in or I uh, –
4: that, 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 that we will have – and this is really what I want at this point. I would love it. I don't – if there were some – if you could get the race for the play-in to where at least the Grizzlies got the game last night. Mm-hmm. So that there was – like at the end of that game, there was at least – as pathetic as the game was, there was intri- a little intrigue. You could perk yeah. up at the end, right? yeah. Oh, the I last like, five minutes were like, oh, okay. I would like to be perked up at the end of the season as you, um, as you, as you look at the race to the play-in. Hell, I, I, I got a text, uh, a direct message yesterday. Uh, this is what it said. This is the kind of hope that was floating out there, loose hope. Grizz are 5-3 and three in the second season. By my math, if they maintain that, they'll finish 42-40. and 40. I'm not ready to believe, but I'm willing to hope. Five and three is not some insurmountable, should not be some insurmountable target. And so
2: just yesterday, I got this. Um, yes, I, I got and, this. I'm, and I'm not saying like that's foolharded, but also five and three, like It's this isn't a situation where it's like one equals one. Look at the next seven games. Well, it's
4: interesting you mentioned that because it is seven games um, they are now 11 and 23, so that's 34 games. Look, correct me, Rafael There's 82 games in the season. Indeed. That means, again, this is higher math, so I can understand if some of you—he's got his calculator on his phone. Don't worry, can't you, you, follow you, along. Don't here. worry. That means uh, that the halfway point would be 41 games. Indeed. And they're now at 34. That means they've got seven more to uh, the halfway point. Here we go, at the Lakers, who've been stinking, at Phoenix, at Dallas. That's the next. Three, I wouldn't predict two, would you? Oh, I—if you get one, I—you I, would certainly hope for one, right? So then, oh no, no. if you gave me one and two, I take it. Lock it, it in, <laughs> yes. You, you've certainly changed, man. Uh, then Clippers, Knicks, Golden State at home.
2: I mean, again, I think if you just go do it, let's, two and five, that's well, not just,
4: that bad. Let's just do it this way. How many of these? Let's just go purely how many are they going to be favored in. Not at the Lakers. Nope. Not at the Suns. Nope. Not at Dallas. Nope. Not home against the Clippers. Nope. Not home against the Knicks. No. Home against Golden State, maybe. maybe. And, uh, I, and I lean towards no. And then the seventh game, which gets us to 41, Back at Toronto. is at Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Definitely not favorite. So uh, the next seven games... They will be presumably favored. In it's why
2: I can't stand one. when people do the well. Look at look at this little sample size and go. This is a this is a win percentage they can maintain. It's like no.
4: It's I still think they're going to in the new season they're going to be plus five hundred. But it's looking look looking, looking like it could be close. Because the other thing. So there there were several developments last night. One is uh, Taylor Jenkins comes out afterwards and says, I got to get this team better prepared. We are flat tonight. This is on me. Um, and so he took the blame for the loss last night. And at some level, there was something to that. Like like uh, the level of engagement, right? right? There's no question. Energy
2: early was like, this is kind of weird.
4: Yeah. I mean, you, you saw the energy late, and you could have
2: wondered, seeing the energy late— where the hell the energy was. Well, and also, like, when you're on the second night of a back-to-back, I always think it's better off to, like, come out with the energy, hopefully see if you can get the quick knockout, and then, like, typically what you see is, like, it's a game wears on. You start well, to see it the Well,
4: it was, of course, the second quarter that was once again – and I got this is what I was going to say. No way. Is that is that – Hold on. No. It, it's, really? It's not just that they lost in depressing fashion to a team that was seven games below – uh, five hundred at home. Um that's not all it's that the things that they did badly to lose that game, they always do badly. Right? Right. They they don't and, have a good and, second team. And one is the second quarter. Um they are in the entire league last. In second quarters. they have room for improvement. They have the... I mean, San Antonio's bad. The Pistons are bad. Like, putrid bad. And they're not trying to be good. Historic bad. But they're not as bad as the Grizzlies Mm -hmm. in the second quarter. Their point differential in the second quarter, minus 179. And uh, they stink in the second quarter. They did once again stink in the second quarter. They particularly stunk when Ja went out um,
2: and... uh, uh, and, and and before he came back, they were down 10. Do you realize how hard, so for those that want to put this into context, they're getting outscored by 5.1 points per every second quarter. Do you realize how hard that is to average? Right. Like, typically if you're bad, if you're getting beat by a couple of points in a quarter, they're doubling it. And then some.
4: The lineup that really let go of the rope uh, in the second quarter last night was uh, uh, Marcus Smart. Santi Aldama, Zaire Williams, Bain, and Tillman. So it was Bane out there trying to hold it together, right? Yeah.
2: And well, I mean, you, you, the argument be at this point is that Marcus Smart is supposed to also be a, a well, contributor. Now I that, understand you have the hand issue, but it's like okay, there's always an excuse.
4: You have the hand issue, but yes. Um, so anyway, so second quarters have been a problem. Second quarters were a problem. Rebounding has been a problem. Rebounding was a problem, and. Shooting has been a problem. Shooting was a problem. They're just putrid offensively. Um, and, I mean, you look at it. You did have Ja on for 28, Dez for 22, and Jaron, who started slow, uh, played through it and came back, scored 24. Um, but then you have Luke. Um, and honestly... I think the Raptors head coach has some familiarity with Luke's work because <laughs> mm-hmm. they they never well, left in fair, him. In fairness, and, they had familiarity
2: and, and, with a lot of yeah, a lot of tendencies.
4: And um, yeah. I took notice of how they played Ja. One of five from uh, one of five from the field. O oh of four from three for Luke and Marcus Smart, who you've pointed out, it's a real problem right now. Like Marcus Smart, he hit like um, the side of the backboard on his three. And there were a couple of I mean, there were when they had a chance to get back in it late. Well, to yeah wide open you, wide open threes by Marcus Smart, Ja took an ill-advised three. Like it's just not Here's the truth. You know who's a really good team? Oklahoma City. Yeah. They're the freaking best shooting team in the in the league. From three, they're shooting 39.3%. From mm-hmm. the line, they're they're setting records. Shooting matters. This team can't freaking shoot. And it does not help when Marcus Smart goes 2 of 10 and 0 of 5 from three.
2: Yeah. But, you know, if only there were some evidence to suggest that that was a weakness or a deficiency of his. We didn't not, know. Not this level. We didn't know. He is, ah! he, he is shooting below
4: his career average. Substantially okay, sure. Below his but it's average. not like...
2: It, if he were a great shooter,
4: he'd be in Boston. So, um, there you go. Um, I found it to be singularly depressing because no, I'm looking for some evidence that they can make it interesting. We don't want, I was on i I'm a, sadly, I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. None of you care about the NHL. I get it. And, uh, and, but I, I do. And, uh, and partly cause I've never really covered hockey. It's easy for me to still be a 12 year old boy when I, and I was listening to a, a show devoted to hockey and, uh, yesterday in Buffalo and they, uh, and, and one of the guys said, started talking about next year. And the other one stopped him. He said, no, we're not talking about next year yet. Okay. No one, no one wants to get there, right? No one wants to get like, this is a lost season. There is nothing left except for debating whether Ja has dunked over Wemby, right? Yeah. Like moments. There's a, but in terms of actual intrigue for the season, we don't want to get to a place where we're like, yeah, I'll just tune in next year. Peter went last night. Son Peter went last night. Nobody paid for a ticket. Let's see. Uh, where's it? Up, upstairs. You know, he's we're not. We're not made of money. For God's yeah, sakes. that's
2: what I'm saying. That's, but I mean, I, I mean that does depend. On, like Terrace I don't know. What if he sports. Terrace level. Uh, twenty-five bucks. Eight. eight, eight. There you
4: go. And um, and so there you are. Like th- there's, <laughs> I wanted to be in a place where there's some intrigue about. Some level of interest is, hey, they're kind of making a run here. You know what? If right, they, they can but- win six of the next eight, and I found that game last night to be particularly depressing. You know what I'm going to do? 445, in any case anyone wants to talk about this, 901 445 0929. 901 445 0929. If you want to tell me if you have hope, or if you want to point the finger or blame or rant or anything, because I, 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 I'm just interested in—maybe in, the, in maybe everyone's checked out. Maybe those $8 tickets sign that people are like, yeah, no. I mean, just we were just celebrating Jaw's return, and and yet I find a game like last night to be really deflating. And so is it Taylor Jenkins? Like, here's something that Pete Taylor Jenkins was criticized for, right? right. You, go, um, you go from Tillman to getting DNPs to starting, right? Yeah, but I guess the, my or, my only pushback on like that wait, is, wait, wait,
2: where is it is the second night of a back to
4: back, and so not, like they're and trying to like that, and not only that, I think the lesson is it doesn't really matter. They're all bad, especially
2: <laughs> at that position. <laughs> you know
4: what I mean? Like, yeah, what which is the answer, Biombo or Tillman? Like, the answer is neither. So you can put one in, or you can put the other in, and it doesn't really matter. And so, am I going to blame? There, when there is no right answer, am I going to blame the head coach for picking the wrong answer? I don't know. Like whatever. I actually thought last night's answer was better than the you know previous night's answer. Um, but anyway, yeah. We'll we'll uh, if you wanted to chat about this, we have other things to talk about as well. Uh, but four four five oh nine two nine is the phone number two four four five oh nine two nine. Your thoughts on the Grizzlies after what I found to be a particularly demoralizing loss
2: last. Night, Jeffrey. Who we uh, who we have on the line? Jeff, we welcome our pal A One in Whitehaven to the program. A One, you're on, dude. A One, how are you? Hey, hey, how y'all doing this morning,
4: man? Oh, we're okay. We're we're kind
2: of complaining a little bit.
3: Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I I'm in the same boat with y'all. I just say this, man. I Jaron Jackson Jr.,
1: man. He hey, he's very very suspect to me, sir. I would trade him for pass out Diaco in a minute. And, and, and we will be all right because uh he so sometimes man and he seems like he kind of he don't have no coordination when he runs he seems like he kind of afflicted or something I don't know what's going on with dude
0: he
2: plays how he want to play he, he he good sometimes but as far as like him consistency like Jerry I, mean, I mean we're having is, an
4: airing of grievances here all right yes, thank man. you very yes, much sir. I appreciate it. Um he is the reigning defensive player of the year, let's be honest. He's the reigning defensive player of the year and but this is what happens when when your team is losing like this, and then I you know, what are people gonna complain about Jaron's rebounding? I've sort of come to grips with the fact that you're gonna get from Jaron, um you're gonna get really good defensive play and you're gonna get um pretty effective offensive play and you're not gonna get rebounds. Um
2: who's next? Jeff, we go to Dylan in Germantown. Dylan, you're on.
1: Dylan, uh, yes. I mean, the blame is on Ja from last year. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, also, the front office—they never dealt with the injuries. Um, they just fumbled that. Uh, we had two big guys go out last year, not one. We never replaced replaced one of them. Uh, and Ja, I mean, he can he can dunk on seven foot four women yamba all he wants and, and tell us he's giving us a Christmas present. John, you're in the doghouse, bro. You're still in the dog house, okay? It's like me coming home uh, when my wife's mad at me and me going, hey, baby, what's up? Nah. You,
4: you, you, think, you think the, the <laughs> dunk was like the roses that you would bring in that situation. The, the,
1: well, the, a little teddy, my- little, the little teddy bear at least. At least the teddy bear. All
4: right, thank here's you.
1: My I- biggest problem uh-huh. is, is the San Antonio's first game was not a good game either. Like they won the game, but they still played like two. I mean and and then we dunk on Victor Wim and, Yamba, and we wanna act like everything's all great. But we got a lot of problems on this team. There's no toughness whatsoever. Uh, all right. and that's the biggest problem.
4: I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh here we, here we open the phones to see what, what people are mad about. And they're mad about Jaron and Ja? Like that's that's the first two. Um Interesting, interesting. Not, not exactly what I expected. Uh, who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, let's go to Chris in South
2: Memphis. Chris, you're on. Yeah,
3: hey, guys. First of all, good morning. Good morning. I'm mad because you guys or well, you, Jeff. Me. You. Yeah. Me. You, you want the Grizzlies to keep winning.
1: and Anybody else? i say just lose out the rest of the year. Oh, uh, you're tanking. Says, yeah, I'm tanking. What, what, have what you, looked, have, have you
4: looked at the, here's the problem. I try to go down this path. I am someone uh-huh. who grew up rooting for draft picks, and you look at the NBA draft this year; they can't find anyone to place in the top five. It's a terrible draft, and so I won't be unhappy if they pick fourth or sixth or whatever else. They're probably going to pick ninth, and I'll be well, I'll, I'll, no, I'll no. be intrigued draft night, but I'm not. You want to? I'm you know you, you're really rooting. You're already you flipped the page. You're rooting for losses. I'm not rooting for losses, but I don't
1: care if we lose. Yeah, I'm, I hope I hope we win, but every day we lose, every night You're we lose. okay with that? I'm not mad that's a good because place we're not to be. going to do anything in the playoffs. We are we're one and done in the yeah.
3: playoffs, so it doesn't matter.
4: All right, that's an interesting. That, you know what? I, I commend that philosophy. The philosophy because that's what I've done. That back to the Buffalo Sabers, that is what I've done with the Buffalo Sabers. I don't get upset about losses anymore because I've emotionally thrown in the towel, and uh, and that sounds like what's happened. Uh, on this front uh,
2: who's next Jeff let's go to Les in South Haven Les you're on hey Les good morning hey I wanted to say a little bit about the Grizzlies. you know it
1: seemed like a couple years ago we were talking about that window they had and yep. things were exciting and moving in the right direction and let's face it y'all talked about it before lately it seems like we've swung and missed and we don't have the bench that we used to have Highest is gone. You got injuries. It's just been—it's it's a bad, bad way we're in right now. But we just got to keep going, stay hard, push. Hopefully, uh, maybe these next draft picks will pan out like they did early on in the new regime. And uh, but we can't rely uh, on—we just don't have any backup. It's, it's no, it's uh, a
4: problem. Back for you, us, off, Thank you. Appreciate you it. I think I think the window is still there, Jeffrey.
2: Don't you? I mean we're still talking about this, this window. Yeah, the window is still there, but they I think they've got some reorganization to do. Well, the, the... So this would be my argu- you... this would be this would be my argument. For those that are for those that are very hung up on coaching. Here is where I do think here's where I think the coaching has been a problem. I do not think the way that they're con- they're constructed currently now, where you have three good players and then a bunch of question marks. You cannot do this ten man rotation. They're playing too many bad players. and I think it also goes back to a front office issue. They've decided they want to be this team that plays nine or ten guys, probably because they're smarter than everyone and they've they've done all the math of health and science, and this is gonna allow us to play as long and whatever. They're playing – when you have that much money tied up into three guys, I find it hard to believe if you go and you look at historically when you've got that much money tied up in three guys that you're playing these nine, ten-man rotations because you're just playing too many guys that stink. Uh, I get back to the whole I, – I, I still think the, – the window – how? But the window's well, there because the, you have the three.
4: I, I the think three. the question is: What is the view out the window? Is an interesting question. Is it of a? Is it of a championship trophy? Maybe not. Maybe the view out the window is of a, a, what you're hoping to see is a Western Conference Finals or something. Because I, but I do think you're still looking at a three-year window, and I do think you're still looking at sure reorganizing the team. But the distinction that Chris Harrington made uh, when he wrote about a column about this a month ago was blowing up. Reorganizing, you're not at a stage where you are wanting to move on from one of the big
2: three. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying, I'm making this case. You've got these three guys. You're right. paying these three guys. Right. Those are the three guys. To, you, right. But you've got to start figuring out, like, this idea that you're going to play 10 guys when you have essentially 70 to 80% of your salary cap tied up into three players. That's so stupid. I think the other, the, the, the three guys are fine.
4: And that's why I was surprised the first two calls were about Jaron and Ja. It's the next, and, and you're, you're complaining about the 9th and 10th and 11th guys. No, 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 I'm I, complaining, playing about, four, I'm complaining about 4 through 10. I, I, I think 4 through 10 have to, obviously have to be better. You know, that, that's, that's clearly the problem uh, right now. All right, we'll take one more on this. Who's next?
2: Jeff, let's go to Dennis in White, Dave, and Whitehaven. Dennis, you're on. Hey, good morning, guys. Look, I don't, uh, as far as the coaching, you know, I think he plays that many people because he's
1: searching. I mean he's certainly I don't I don't think you go from being a good coach. I think he was a good coach in my
3: first opinion, to being a bad coach just like that. And like the one caller said, you have different pieces. You have different pieces and and uh Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, they're part of that. Melton, uh Tigers. I mean, you have different
1: pieces. And you know, the only hope I have the city's team plays tonight.
4: So we'll, we'll, we'll know, talk I, about I, that. We'll talk about that next. I don't yeah. think the window is closed, no man. All right. Thanks. It was an interesting point that, that thanks. That, well, that's, we'll wrap up calls on this now. The, um, the, uh, one of the interesting points that, that Chris made in the podcast with Dan Devine was that, so the Grizzlies had all these sort of secondary players, right? And they, they, one way or another, whether it was Tyus or Kyle or Anthony, they, they, they let them walk out the door, right? Or, or Dylan. They all left. They didn't let them all leave. There were two who they said, nope, we're keeping them. We're going to make them part of the long-term future. Those were Steven and Brandon. And they immediately get hurt. Like, so you have this, this second rung of players. You actually made some calls. You didn't just let everybody walk out the door. You said, Steven, that's the guy. We got to keep him, and we're going to keep Brandon, and we're going to tie them up. We're going to let the other. And the two who you, who you tied up immediately get hurt?
2: Well, and you also gave a contract to Conchard. They, 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 well, that's true, too. Like, they kind of gambled that the salary cap would go up more. But well, he also gambled that he'd be better.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right. Uh, that's enough for the Grizzlies. Um, as uh, Dennis was just saying, the City's team is going to play tonight against Tulsa. Tulsa opens their conference season, the Memphis Tigers, at Tulsa. Tulsa is uh, uh, not a good team. They're number 180 in Kempom. They're 190 in the net. Um, there are again the narrative on all of these games is going to be the same, which is get no credit if you win it, disaster if you lose it, right? Or or yes, that is this league. hell of a blow if you lose it. That is honestly, it's what we saw the back half of the football season. And it is even to a greater extent what because there's a, a, a even a, a bigger gap in quality. It is what we are. Uh, it's what we're going to see in the basketball season. So what you worry about, and me as a born warrior, I worry about is okay. Well, could this be one of the disasters? And I'll be honest, I don't think it will be. Partly because it's the first conference game. Partly because. Austin P and Vanderbilt were so close and Penny is so fired up, I do think there would be a renewed commitment to taking care of business. So I don't think this is going to be a game that I'm going to be particularly worried about in the second half, for example. But if you're going to ask me, what, well, what is there to worry about? One is health. Like we know that David Jones has been sick and we know that Caleb Mills has had a hip issue. And so we will see, right? We will see about that. But that's one. Um, and then, reading Parth's story today, a couple of things uh, stood out. One is, this team has not been good at sharing the ball efficiently. Offensively, not good at sharing the ball efficiently. Just in assist numbers, they're averaging 12.6 assists and 12.8 turnovers a game. That assists puts them 245th in the country. That's not good. And, uh and and turnovers at, at 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 not turning the ball over they are 217th in the country and they play a Tulsa team that forces 15.6 turnovers a game which is 33rd in the country and their best player PJ Haggerty in addition to scoring at a rate of 17.2 points a game he comes up with 2.3 steals a game so if you're looking for offensive efficiency when uh, it 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 might be a little bit of a tricky matchup. It's also just something that we want to see more anyway. Penny very clearly has wanted to see more of it, sharing the ball. He talks about it all the time, unselfishness, sharing the ball, etc. So there's that challenge with Tulsa. And then the other thing that you would like to see is you'd like to see some consistent better three-point shooting. You know, they were 4 of 18 from 3 against Austin P, shot 22% from 3 against Austin P. And they are for a team that we thought was going to be just loaded with good shooters. Feels like that's happened a lot recently. We come into seasons and we're like, "This is going to be a good shooting Memphis Tiger team." They're 184th in the country at 33.4 percent from three. That's not great. Including Jaquan Walton, who shot 40 percent at Wichita State, is five of his last 43. And so you're
2: saying the numbers are coming and going back Tulsa to the,
4: and Tulsa does standard and Tulsa does not. Um, Tulsa does not t- – t- Tulsa limits opponents to 28.4% shooting from three. So, any of that cause you any concern?
2: Not really. I, I think I, – I, I was telling Mark yesterday, at a certain level, I trust my eyes. Yeah, I, I know what happened those last two games of the year. I also know what I've seen more consistently from this team, which is they've been pretty darn good. And I think that there's easier explanations for why they kind of looked meh in those last two games, to close out non-conference than it is... Distraction, then, Christmas, everything And then it's else. like, well, you know, this team's just losing it. And I, I don't know. I haven't really seen... I haven't seen enough evidence to support that that's the case. If it changes, it changes. But until then, I, I, I expect them to come out and look pretty good tonight. Uh, there is no question that... Um,
4: <laughs> you, you would certainly hope so, right? Like, given what we endured last yeah. night from the Grizzlies and... and Y'all are. I'll say this: You're more shaken up by it than I am, than the Grizzly stuff. I, I, I. Well, that's because you didn't have any expectations. You thought You thought. they, you thought sec, they, you thought they would be sub five hundred yeah. on once Job ja returned.
2: Yeah, and it's second night back, back. back to back,
4: and it was second night back to back. You could, you could. They, they were in town. Toronto was in, in town, town and, resting up. Yeah, resting up in Toronto. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Memphis at Tulsa, hopefully, we'll be talking about a win tomorrow. We got John DiFlippo coming up next. Then we got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. Then we got Writer Than Right Trivia, busy show uh, today. I will tell you that if you're, once again, cold this morning, there there will be cold days ahead. And if your pipes burst, Service Master by Cornerstone is who to call. 901 Respond. That's easy to remember. Easy to lock into your phone. 901 Respond. So whether it is. Water damage, whether pipes exploding, whether it's a tree fall on on your house, whether it's smoke, whether it's mold, whatever it is, in that moment, you want to call someone who, let's see, has a twenty four hour phone line, someone that's local. You want someone that's locally owned and operated. What uh, you want some bait, whatever, locally owned and operated. You want someone uh, that works with every insurance company because that, like in the end, you're not going to really be you know paying for all this out of your pocket or anything. Um, and uh, and you want someone that has the resources. And the urgency and the professionalism to help you out of your fix. Well, that is Service Master by Cornerstone. Phone number once again, nine zero one respond. John D. Filippo is the uh, new head coach of the Memphis Showboats. We'll talk to him.
1: they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours.
0: They've got Memphis sports in their DNA. From the Tigers court to the Grizzlies hardwood. I mean, so they're just trying to manufacture offense the only way they can, which is just twice voice three. It's the Jason and John show. Middays 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. You have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider 800-700-6898 Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a 1 million dollar policy should only cost about 100 to 200 dollars per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well you may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new 1 million dollar policy. Remember call Big Lou, he's like you, except he's only on number two. Call term provider at 800-768-98. That's 800-768-98. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-768-98. 800-768-98.
4: Hey, it's Jeff Calkins. You know when people ask if you have a good dentist to recommend? Well, I have a great dentist. It's a Medi Sadegi at the Smile Center. I've been going to the Smile Center for years now. My three boys all go there too. Matty is skilled, he's cheerful, and has always found time when emergencies arise. I honestly couldn't imagine a better dentistry practice than the Smile Center. It's where I send all my friends. So if you're looking for a great dentist, go where my family goes. The Smile Center is conveniently located in Germantown, or you can check them out online at SmileCenterMemphis.com.
1: Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price fair based on product and subscription plan.
5: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot slash J-O-Y.
1: Call the pros at Conway Services today for a $69 heating system tune-up. We'll make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and help save money on heating costs. Don't endure another day without comforting your home. Visit ConwayServices.com for details, terms, and conditions. Lesson number 64210 1064 365 MS-19668. Call
0: 384-3511. Conway Services. Call Conway today.
1: Hey, it's Brian Baldinger with your Hyundai Journey to the Big Game Update. We reach the final week of the season, of course, Sunday night, as Buffalo Miami go toe-to-toe for division crown. That's the crown jewel of Week 18. At the end of the day, it all comes down to Buffalo quarterback, and he has shown the ability to put the team on his back at any time. It's a game with the postseason implications, as a Buffalo loss could see them fall all the way out of the playoffs. This is what it's all about as an amazing 2023 regular season. Comes to an end. When my daughter gets a cold, <coughs> I have a secret weapon: Dayquil Kids Berry from VIX. Dayquil Kids is specially formulated to treat kids' most bothersome cold and cough symptoms quickly. And the best part is that Dayquil Kids Berry tastes really great. Aren't you supposed to be resting? Maybe.
4: Dayquil Kids Berry, the kids' berrylicious daytime congestion, coughing, stuffy head,
0: stuffy nose, just for kids medicine. Safe for kids six years plus. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It's that time
4: again, time for the O'Call semi-annual sale. Fall and winter merchandise on sale right now. Incredible value. And here's the point. Same beautiful clothes I've told you before best Christmas gifts I ever give are things I buy at O'Call, and uh, and now they got the same beautiful fall and winter merchandise, the same incredibly helpful people who have salvaged my previously disastrous sartorial style, and uh, all available to you at O'Call. And, and honestly, the best stuff's right now. You know, uh, the semi-annual sale, go on and you'll get great savings throughout the semi-annual sale. But selection, no better than, than today. So again, we'll go on and see our friends at O'Call. Joined now by John D. Filippo, who is the new head coach of the Memphis Showboats. Last year, he was the head coach of the New Orleans Breakers. Obviously, the leagues have merged. The Showboats have survived. John is the head coach. John, how long have you known you were going to be the head coach of the Memphis Showboats, and how did this come to pass? Oh man, it's great to be with you
3: guys. Good to be here. Uh, have I, you? Uh huh. I appreciate it. I was. Uh... In uh, Publix, at a grocery store with my daughter. And uh, I got a call from Daryl Johnston, who's, yeah. you know, the, of operations for the USFL, uh, former great Dallas Cowboy, as everyone knows. Um, and he was like, unfortunately, the New Orleans Breakers are getting disbanded because of the merger, but we would love for you to coach some Memphis Showboats. And I was like, absolutely. So I accepted the job <laughs> right on aisle six in Publix, and uh, it was a great day.
4: That's fantastic. So, roughly, how long ago was this? I would say probably ten or twelve days ago. God. So, so yeah. what do you know about your team? I, I, do you know who your Do you know who your quarterback's going to be? Do you know who your who your players are going to be? Do you know who your staff is going to be?
3: I do know who the staff's going to be. I do know who our staff's going to be. I thought Carnell Lake, our defensive coordinator from last year, did a great job, so I kept him on as the defensive coordinator. Uh, Paul Pasqualone, who's the longtime yeah. head coach sure of Syracuse, yeah. UConn. Um, you know, been in the coordinator in the National Football League with the Lions, been a linebackers coach of the Dallas Cowboys with, with Bill Parcells. You know, he's going to be our linebackers coach. And then, uh, Cornell Brown, uh, former first-round draft pick, coached in Canada for a long time, was with me last year in New Orleans as the D-line coach. And then our whole staff from New Orleans will be coming with me uh, for, on offense. Doug Martin, our, our uh offensive coordinator and receiver coach. He's been a long-time head coach in Division One football. And then Kirk Dahl, who will be coaching our running backs and special teams, was with me last year in New Orleans. Okay, and along with Jim Turner, who's been a long-time NFL offensive line coach, will be coaching our offensive line. So we're, we're thrilled to be having those guys. Uh, we have great staff. In terms of our roster, uh, we're getting ready to have a draft here tomorrow. Tomorrow? So, yeah. So we're getting ready to have a draft here tomorrow of, of players that, are, that were on USFL teams last year. And so there's two drafts coming up, one tomorrow and then one on January 15th, where they're calling that the big dispersal draft because then we'll be able to draft not only players that did not get picked up in this draft in the USFL, but also XFL players as well. So, so in, the, in the, terms, of, to- the yeah, in terms little- of
4: tomorrow's draft, are you like right as you sit there, wherever you you know in your kitchen, do you have a big board behind you? Or What's the how- – do you know who you really want to be your quarterback? Like, where are you on the dra- on preparing for this tomorrow?
3: I have an idea. You know, I'm sitting here at, at my at my kitchen island right here. I got my computer <laughs> open, and uh, I've been watching tape. I've been I've been watching a lot of tape, and in between interviews, and uh, you know, trying to so- solidify that. You know, I have an idea what we're going to do at the quarterback position, but you never know until the draft right. hits. Oh, oh, so you know, the beauty of this whole thing is not only the draft, but the amount of quality players that are going to be in our, in our league in the UFL. So, I mean, literally the league, both leagues got cut in half. So, right. you know, the math, best players on both teams are, are, both leagues are going to be in this, in this new league.
4: And it says something about uh, Memphis. And obviously what folks think about Memphis as a market that Memphis made the cut, I guess. Right.
3: Exactly. Right. And, and, you know, you look at the markets in our new league, you know, with Arlington, with St. Louis, with Memphis, with Birmingham, they're great markets, not only for fans, but for television, uh, people that are interested uh all those markets, even the ones i didn't i didn 't mention are are awesome you know San antonio, just really, really good markets that are are not only going to be great for the fans but it 's going to be great for for viewership as well
4: uh so okay, I was looking at your bio, John, and mm-hmm. have you it appears to me you have not lived in the same place for longer than 30 minutes because not only, <laughs> not only your dad, Gene DiFilippo, was a longtime coach and AD, whatever. And so I gather growing up, you lived in Youngstown, Nashville, Spartanburg, Lexington, Kentucky, and Philadelphia. And then since you've turned, since you left college, which was a James Madison, I count this is your 15th stop.
3: Yeah, what has that life
4: been like? That's that's even for the world of football. That's kind of extraordinary.
3: Yeah, and it's you know I've been on some good teams and been on some bad teams, and you know unfortunately that's kind of the life we live. It's it's today's football. I mean, long gone are the days in pro football where you stayed at a, a head coach stays at a place for. Twelve years. I mean, you, you got guys like Coach Belichick and Coach Tomlin and right. Coach Harbaugh and Coach you know and, and Coach Carroll up in Seattle. But other than that, I mean, everyone's pretty much nomadic in that league, and so um, that's just the way it goes. And and some you're in some good huddles and you're in some tough huddles some years, and and that's just unfortunately the nature of the beast. And I'm hoping to be. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping the football guys be kind, and I'll be in Memphis a long time. And
4: you're 45. It's amazing. So, so let me ask you this: in terms of high points in your football life, uh, rank these two: winning the Super Bowl as the quarterback coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Foles coming out of nowhere and carrying you to the Super Bowl win, or as the in your first start in high school, as uh, at Radnor High School. Ending a 34-game losing streak by Radner with two late touchdowns. Like, how do you where, – where, are those two of the top five highlights of your
3: career? Without a doubt, man. You did some good research. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I hope that for everybody that's listening, they get to be at some point, get to feel of what, what it's like to be at the top of the mountain in their profession, you know. And, and there is nothing in the world that, that can really beat – winning yeah. a super bowl because that is as you mentioned that's definitely a top 5 without a doubt was my is the winning touchdown but you, pass at Rad- when you but,
4: was that radner but, thing but, but, that, i mean a lot yeah, of people was, say high school was the best time of their life a lot of people of, in terms of playing football it's just you know, oh, you
3: know. absolutely it was an unbelievable time to be with your buddies and everything but to win a super bowl it, it takes so many people pulling in the same direction ownership management coaching players equipments to everybody rowing in the same direction to get to do something that, that special. And whenever you're involved in something like that, it's so much bigger than yourself. It's it's hard to explain.
4: So um, that year, you obviously have uncertainty at the quarterback situation. F- Nick Foles takes over. Did you like, I mean, we see this now, like the ebbs and flows of the league this year. You know, one 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 year you think, one moment you think the Eagles are the best team in the league and the next moment. No, uh, and the next moment they're cratering, and the next moment you think the uh, Dolphins are an unstoppable lethal force, and then they're getting. Bl- like, so that year, the Niners. The, the, yeah, that year, did you? Ex- what did you expect when Nick Foles took over? I mean, he outdueled Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's nuts. Oh,
3: uh-huh. um, you know, Nick came in. With, you know, Carson goes down. Uh, we clinched the NFC East that day in, L- in Los Angeles, beating the Rams uh-huh. uh, in a high-scoring game. And then we come back and we play at the Giants and Nick plays really, really well. And then we come back on Christmas day. Okay. On Monday night football, play the Raiders and Nick was not very good. And he was not very good the following week. when we played him sparingly against Dallas for is really a meaningless game. We'd already clinched on one seed. Um, You know, Doug Peterson and Frank Reich did a great job of getting with Nick and, and really finding out what he was confident in doing. And Nick did a great job of communicating that. And so we built our game plan pretty much around Nick and what Nick did well. And obviously putting our other 10, you know, 10 other players on offense and, and positions to have success as well. And uh, Nick just had an unbelievable playoff run. Um, you know, his game, the best, as good as Nick played, um, you know, in the super bowl, which was incredible. Uh, he played equally as well in the NFC championship game against the Vikings. And, and, you know, so it was a testament to him and his faith and, and himself, and trusted himself. And, and I thought Coach Peterson and Coach Reich did a fantastic job.
4: Talking to John DiFilippo, Filippo, who is the uh, new head coach of the Memphis Showboats. Where's your Super Bowl ring?
3: <laughs> well, it's 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 in my it's right next to my bed, my nightstand. <laughs> so it's, it's really, it, yeah. Everyone asks me that a lot. Uh, like, what do you what do you do? I said, I said, yeah, it's right in my nightstand. So now I'm, I have to move it. Now so you have that, to move you know, it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry you know, about that. And, Radio to so telling everyone where it is, but yeah, it's it's you know the ring is so fun to share with other people um, because it's it's um, it's just fun. I don't wear it very often, but it's just fun to because people get excited about it. It's very unique where there's not a lot of them. People, people, a lot of people have never seen one before live, and so it's a lot of fun just to share with people.
4: All right, back to the showboats. Um, in terms of putting this together, um, I guess the draft is next. But then, like, what do you even do you know when practice is going to commence? And by the way, do you know? I know the games are going to be here, uh, you know, obviously at the, uh, at, at, the, at the Liberty Bowl. But do you know, are you going to be based in Arlington and then come here for the games? Or do you have any? I mean, it, it is interesting in contrast to the NFL, where it's this 12 month a year mini camp, you know, extra mini camp, sub mini camp, whatever, all these little here you've, you're, you're cooking this up on the fly.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and luckily, I have experience in that. But to get back to your, to uh-huh. answer all the, the parts of your questions, we have a draft tomorrow. Tomorrow's our first draft. Right. And so we're allowed to draft 20, up to 20 players of uh, uh, players that were just in the USFL last year. So the four teams that got disbanded, were have, the four teams that made it are having a draft of those players. And so, and then on January 15th, uh, on January 15th, we are having a another draft of the players that don't get picked in this upcoming draft tomorrow and the players that don't get picked in the mini XFL dispersal draft. So we're going to have two opportunities for for player acquisition. Um, So we're very excited about that. We're working really hard at that. Our whole coaching staff is. Uh, We will be in Arlington. Um, uh, The players, I think, show up February 23rd or 24th. It's one of those days. I, I think it's the 24th. And they show up. Uh, then, and we show, the coaches show up on the 19th of February, and then we have, you know, four weeks of training camp, and then we're ready to roll the weekend of March 30th, and uh, so we're excited to get our schedule, which should be released here in the next week or so, and um, and ready to roll. And what's your offense like? Uh, You know, it's very multiple, okay. <laughs>
4: of course, and I bet uh, your defense attacks to, because
3: you don't know who, exactly who your quarterback's going to be. So right. you, you build you build that around the guy the guy that you you know you think you're going to have, and and you go from there. And so we go in with enough offense for you know four seasons, but you, you go in and, and you you scale it down to not only what your quarterback does well, but you know what what your other players do well on offense. And you know as I think you could see up until the last week of the season. Last year, we had the leading passer, the leading rusher, and the leading receiver in the league. So uh, we like to throw the football, um, but West Hills set an, a USFL record last year in rushing. And so um, we, 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 we like explosive games, okay? What I mean by that is passes of 16 yards or more and runs of 12 yards or more. And so that's what we're looking for. That's how you score points in professional football is you've got to have explosives. It's too hard to just grind out 15-play drives all the time. So we're always looking to create explosive pass games and explosive run games.
4: When you're drafting, by the way, it, I mean, in the NFL, you're drafting for the best player. Here, I presume you're drafting for the best player that's not going to make the NFL. I mean, is there, is there a, like, you don't want a team that's going to be a, a player that's going to be on an, picked up by the NFL on an NFL roster, right? Is there sort of a, is that part of the analysis you're, you're going through here?
3: Not right now. Uh, we're going to take the best player available. Um, I see. You know and but once the season starts you know once training camp starts you know the rules are these guys are locked in for the season now whatever they do after the season nfl right. wise is them but once the season starts They're locked, it's locked in. In, all locked in it and, and i'll be honest with you i mean if if we have a guy on our roster that we draft that gets goes to the nfl we're gonna do nothing but wish him well um, and because you get a chance to fulfill a dream and mm-hmm. and then play at the highest level of football so if we're getting some NFL guys, and, and at this point, we're obviously we're evaluating correctly, and we wish the young man well.
4: Uh, finally, again, talking to John DeFilippo, who is the new head coach of the Memphis Showboats, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your personal story. There was a moment when you didn't know, I gather, when you would be able to walk again, and running out on the field as the head coach of uh, the Breakers was particularly meaningful. Six days at
3: Mayo? Are you? How are you? Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I'm doing a lot better. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not limping anymore. Uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't – my first – you know, you, you picture your first time as a head coach getting up in front of the team, and, you know, I was on a walker. I was, I was on a walker for the whole training camp and a lot of the beginning of the season. Um, so, you know, I stood during games and wore boot. Um, but I have a condition – I have an autoimmune disorder called ankylosing spondylitis, and it just it, – I have a very inflamed spine. And so it, it affects certain joints in my body. And it, it my condition chose my right foot and my left hip. And so um, I am so thankful for the doctors at the Mayo Clinic. They are unbelievable over there. Um, and they, uh, they helped me get better. And it, I'm a work in progress. I'm, I'm doing a lot better right now. Um, but I appreciate you asking that. And um, I'm on the up and up.
4: Well, welcome to Memphis. Wonderful to have you aboard, John. Thanks so much for taking some time with us this morning. Yep. Okay. That's John Filippo from uh, the Memphis Showboats. Disappeared. You know what? He's got to get to work on the big board. He's got he's, he's to find I the best available player. One, once I knew that they were doing the draft tomorrow, I felt a little, I felt a little guilty. Guilty. We, I mean, yeah, it's... That we were, you know... They, they, Jeff, need, the good work's already been done. They, that, that's true. The work they probably had, their scouting meetings uh, recently. Anyway, Chris Harrington coming up next. Then we got writer, then write trivia after that. Uh... John has lived in, I think I counted. Well, he's been in fifteen different jobs, and uh, and before that, growing up in high school, bounced around too. Which means he needs a good realtor, right? Absolutely, Me- means he needs a good realtor, job. and, and uh, he, needs- he probably needs one now. He probably needs Josh right now. He needs Josh Eisah, exactly right. He needs Josh Eisah, Josh Eisah. Uh, is the person to call if you are selling your home, and I do mean that. A uh, phone number is 901-461-8147. I was talking to this woman named Charlotte, who is uh, one of Josh's recent clients, and she was selling her mom's home, which is always emotional. You know, when you're selling your family's old home, and it's you know it may not be completely up to date, and you're worried people are going to lowball you and whatever else. And she got with uh, she got with Josh. The house sold quickly. Couldn't be happier. Um, and so, listen, that, that's just one testimonial, um, but theres if you go over to Google, you will see that he has more than 305-star reviews. So that's not the only uh, person who can tell you Josh knows what he's doing. His team is a team you can trust. It's Josh Hysa, phone number 901-461-8147, joshsellsthemidsouth.com. Chris Harrington joins us next. It is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN.
1: Trista Crick with BetQL. The Houston Texans take on the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday, and there's one prop I'm very interested in right now: Nico Collins over 70 and a half receiving yards.
2: Now that C.J. Stroud is back, I think Collins will feast. He averages seven and a half catches and 110 yards in his last four games that Stroud has played with no Tank Dell. Collins will go crazy. Take his over and thank me later. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the
5: BetMGM app today.
0: Hey, Kathy, you know I've been seeing those state farm commercials. You guys have built quite a team. Mahomes, Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Mundle my Auto, and Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Steve, we're proud of that team, and I'm proud of my team. Your team is awesome. I know firsthand. If there's a question or problem there on top of it. My name is on the sign outside, but it's my talented team inside that makes the difference. Hey, call Kathy Thurman Edwards, State Farm Agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901 767 7744 I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. Oh, not this song again. Hello, Sarah.
4: Real quick, if you had to choose, would you listen to elevator music all day or deal with payroll
5: compliance?
1: Oh, payroll compliance for sure. Wait, really? Staying compliant is so much easier with Gusto. Gusto automatically calculates my taxes and files with all the right agencies for me. That actually sounds great. Hold up, can Gusto help my small business with compliance too? Of
0: course they can. Choose payroll compliance without the ups and downs. Visit gusto.com radio to sign up for free. A new era in public safety begins with you. Be the change you want to see. Join us for the Memphis Police Department Hiring Expo on Saturday, January 27, 2024 from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at 170 North Main Street downtown. We'll be taking applications, performing basic testing, and interviewing candidates on-site. Salary starts at $54,611, increasing to $72,000 after three years. Free parking will be located at Poplar Avenue and Front Street. For more information or details, visit
2: joinmpd.com. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional grade supplies for every industry, even hard to find products.
3: And we have same